welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today we're at STEP conference and we're super excited because we have Fadi Gandur with us. So Fadi Gandur is the managing partner of Wamda Capital and in the past he's been the co-founder of Aramax. Um, I person we personally have watched you on the STEP stage for the last three, four years. So it's very exciting to have you on the show. Welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Okay. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we wanted to, our show is all about real stories of real entrepreneurs. So we wanted to hear from you a little bit about the Aramax journey. If you can tell us a little bit about that. So from what perspective? Aramax, that's a, that's a long, yes. long, you have to be, I'll tell you what. You have to be very specific with me with questions. If you sure. ask me general questions, I don't know how to answer sure, general sure. questions. So, what so was uh, uh, talking about the Aramex journey is is like where? Yeah, it's 37 years. years. Uh, so it's a long journey and it's a fantastic journey. It produced a fantastic company. And I'm very excited about it. It's very hard to build a business. Exactly. So I want to know what was the hardest, most challenging part about building Aramex? in the 37 years of working with Aramax? The first 15 years were very hard, building the business, being a startup. is always very hard, building, competing with the giants of this world, the DHL of this world, is very hard. How do you attract talent? How do you build the business? How do you scale in the Middle East? How do you get licenses from postal authorities when the postal authorities thought you were a competitor of theirs? So, uh, you know, like every startup, you have many hurdles and you have to be very patient, very tenacious, very stubborn. Uh, and to believe that your vision and your uh, uh, your idea is actually going to make it. So it's it's like every startup. It is very difficult in the very early days to build a business across the board. There is nothing easy, nothing. There was never a single thing that we did that was done easily. Everything was easy super enough? difficult. It is a bit easier because there's more money now. There are. Uh, a bigger pool of talent. There is a belief in startups. And, yeah. uh, and my, during my days, nobody even understood. I didn't know we were thinking of our, ourselves as a startup. So uh, the whole ecosystem is buzzing. I mean, you would never have seen a step uh, 37 years ago here yeah. in the region. Yeah. So it's um, there was no internet, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, there were yeah. no fax machines. Fax machines. <laughs> oh do you know God. what a fax machine is? Yes, I know <laughs> yeah, what a fax okay. machine is. That we used to hand. We used to do our communication through telex machines. Oh okay. my God! You don't okay, even I don't know. know. I don't know telex so machines. You are a very young lady. <laughs> so uh, it yeah. was uh, difficult. Telex machines were super cumbersome. You were yeah. charged by the character. Oh, oh my wow. God! Yeah, so, so Do you know Telex so Fishes? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he's a bit. He has a bit of white hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I never uh, used one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I spent three, four years. When I first saw the fax machine, I said, "Oh my God, that's a miracle!" Oh wow! And then I said, "Why do I need a fax machine anyway? Yeah. If I can do it on a on a on a Telex?" And then the fax machines were originally very expensive. They became cheap, and then the rest is history. So, so you have to think of uh, take yourself back. 37 years ago, which you can't because you're younger, <laughs> and uh, see uh, the mammoth challenge yeah. for me as a young boy. I was yeah. 23 years old. You say, how is that? How in the heck are you going to build a business that's going to compete with DHL, right? Yeah. So, and and I didn't know that I was going to be able to do that really specifically. So we were we found a niche. We focused on that niche. Uh, we uh, were able to get some business because we were focused on a specific product to a specific marketplace. We were a B2B company. So 
look, you always need to find where you are able to get your first traction yeah. and then scale on it. Uh, try to uh, get it uh, under your belt and then go for something else. Mm -hmm. I mean, like every startup that you see today, it, but except it was a completely bricks and mortar world. Yeah. But what made you first decide to start or take on this challenge of doing uh, RMX or doing logistics? What, can you repeat that? I can like, what made you decide to start this business? Well, it was my partner, really, that said uh, there is a niche in this business. Uh, there's this industry. You know, the, the express industry, the courier industry had... Uh, was still very young then. Okay, you so there know. was opportunity. It's like you are seeing here the buzz around technology startups. In the early 80s, there was a buzz around courier companies just starting to okay. to uh, to uh, to build uh, uh, their businesses out of hubs in London, in Paris, in New York, in Los Angeles. Federal Express was maybe six, seven years old. DHL was maybe 10 years old. They were all very young companies. So the whole industry was emerging. So my, my partner who is, uh, was, he's passed away now, uh, Bill uh, Kingston was, uh, uh, had a small courier company in, in the New York, New Jersey and Connecticut area. And then he suggested to me, you know, there's this industry, what do you think about us starting in the Middle East? And so being 23, and without any wisdom, which is, which is sometimes an a asset, good thing? an okay. asset because I said yes, yeah. right? I mean, not you knowing, just jump, yeah. not knowing. Okay, uh, jump. Let's do this. I said yes. Let's jump, and and uh, uh, not knowing how difficult it was, and uh, we eventually, again, as I said, uh, we were thinking we were going to do something different in terms of how we tackle the market, uh, but when we discovered the difficulties, we then looked at the niche and said. Here's what we're going to do. And our niche, so that I can help you, was to deliver packages for the big courier companies in the world, in the Middle East. So we delivered for FedEx, we delivered for Airborne Express, we delivered for tens and tens of courier companies that were popping up then. So we were so the bad... So you were not the competitor. You were like a part... You were working with your uh, competitors. Well, well, now they are competitors. Yeah. We didn't get DHL because they had an operation here. But FedEx, Airborne Express... Asian companies, uh, other courier companies in different parts of the world did not have a presence in the Middle East. So for us, we said we'll build a small network in the Middle East and deliver for anybody that doesn't have an office here in the region or, don't, okay. or doesn't understand the region or couldn't get a license in the region. Uh, and so we were super niche. We learned from these people who are learning, you know, having FedEx as your client is a huge learning experience for us. So, so our core was actually working with global super um, efficient, super, uh, they're the creators of the industry. So we learned from them and built our business around that. And you had the market expertise that they were seeking I for. I had zero expertise. Okay. I learned on the job. Yeah. I, I know that my, my expertise was living here in the region. And you were 23. And not so. thinking about the risks of the region. So at that time, if you want to go all the way back again, <laughs> wars, civil wars, uh, licensing was so uh, so difficult, accessing uh, capital was so difficult. So, uh, I mean, it was all uh, really a hurdle after a hurdle after a hurdle after a hurdle. But, uh, you know, the whole idea about startups is you build the business, you take the decision, uh, and you start building it block by block by block by block until it gets what, uh, to what it is today. Okay, great. Um, so you have launched Wamda X recently as well, uh, which is a grant-based program. So 
you are also committed to helping founders from the region. I mean, it's it's very different now than it was 37 years ago. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the program? So, so the idea of, of uh, WandaX is to actually uh, invest in entrepreneurs. Uh, and uh, so we, we interview for entrepreneurs. You are, you, we will bring you in, not because of your idea, even though your idea is interesting, but I wanna basically get you in because you are an entrepreneur in my view, in our view, when we interview you. So if you have those entrepreneurial traits that we think are important, tenacity, uh, the ability to articulate, the ability to think about team, the ability to think out of the box, the ability to, to understand uh, the marketplace that you're in. So, uh, and then we, we bring you in, we give you a grant. So we want people who are already working in companies that want to take the jump but are afraid. So come, I'll help you out, I'll get you mentors, I'll give you the grant, and then if you build, the, you will come and build the business with us at our accelerator. Uh, if we like what you've built eventually, we're going to be your first investor and help you raise money, etc., etc. So the idea is we're investing in people, we're investing in individuals who have what we think it takes to build a business. Yeah, I think it's a great initiative. Like you're basically grooming entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm basically encouraging people who are professionals already in their, uh, in their businesses, bankers, in consulting world, engineers, who want to take that leap, but are afraid to take that leap. So I'm saying, okay, uh, I'll give you a grant. Take that leap. I'm happy to give you a grant. The grant is not gonna subsidize your salary or substitute your salary. But it's you something. will, you will. That leap is costly for you, but I'm helping cushion it a little bit. Yeah. So you have to take the risk with me, yeah. and I'm giving you that grant to 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 absorb a little that leap that you've uh, the pain of that leap but i'm also going to help you uh, realize a possible vision that you have if you have that spark in you that passion that wants wants you to become that you feel you want to become an entrepreneur then i'm gonna help you and i'm gonna get you the best of the best and mentors we're gonna have our team work with you and i'm gonna connect you with super people yeah. because they're gonna come at 15 20 people peers so you might pair people together. Yeah. Mm. You might they, get, they meet at the accelerator. They might pair together and say, we're going to build that business together. That's okay, great, yeah. great. It's super exciting. We love it. Yeah. And it's different. Uh, at Wamda, we always want to do the thing, things that are different. I don't want to be copying what the market is doing. No, when the market copies me, and I, we love being copied, yeah. we also want to always innovate. Yes. So we're very entrepreneurial. So, uh, for listeners who don't know, Wamda is uh, one of the largest VCs in the Middle East. And uh, so, some of the companies that you guys have invested in through Wamda. Yeah. Some of the companies that you've invested oh, there in. You so, go. Kareem, so, Kareem, Bitoasis, Mumsworld. Yeah, we are, we are investors in Step, absolutely. Okay, amazing. Uh, Akar Map, we have fantastic companies. I mean, we, we think they're the best companies in the region. Okay. And our region is basically the, uh, this, this GCC, Jordan, uh, Egypt, uh, a bit of Lebanon, uh, East Africa, and, uh, and Turkey. So, so just for our listeners, uh, what kind of companies do you generally tend to invest in? Like, what's your we investment are, We are early thesis? stage investors. Early stage. We do seed and series A, and we do some follow-ons for series B, but we're, uh, we're early stage players. So we basically help these young, not, not all of them very young, but yeah. relatively much younger than I am, 
actually build their business, scale it, and then we get them ready for the next phase of their lives. Okay. And what do you think of the event? Um, full of buzz. We love full it. Full of buzz. Okay. Yeah, the venue Great. is fantastic this year. Okay. Um, the amount of entrepreneurs, the maturity of the ecosystem, we can feel it here. Yeah. Do yeah. You, haven't you? I mean, yes, we've I've been here three or four years. Yes, I've been from the beginning. So definitely some uh, really interesting people that we've met. And um, for us, we started the podcast because we could see that the ecosystem in the Middle East was growing. Um, and we really wanted to provide a platform where people can, founders can Great. learn and maybe take the leap. You and, know? And, and how's it been going? It's been going well. We've been doing this for six months. Our listenership is growing. We've been getting really good feedback. Um, there are founders that want to be featured in the show. Um, okay. But some of the feedback we got was to also get um, some points of view from VCs as well. Okay. Um, so we did an episode which was 10 mistakes uh, startups make when pitching to VCs, oh. which did really well. So what's the biggest mistake? Uh, the biggest mistake? Or one of the mistakes? Um, one of the mistakes was not showing proper utilization of uh, funds. Of the funds. So use of funds is essential. Use why of funds are you is, raising? Yes. Why are you and raising? Details. How are you going to use it? Um, because there were really vague percentages that people were giving. I'm going to use 60% on marketing. What exactly are you going to do with more marketing? detail breakdown? Yeah. But that like, was one of them. There yeah. were other things as well, like what to do at the first step versus, like you know, at your third meeting, a fourth meeting. Uh, a lot of it was also about building a relationship with investors early and pitching before you need to pitch, because we got insight that across the world uh, to get your term sheet, it probably takes about three months or so. In the Middle East, it takes six to nine months. Do you think that's true, that it's longer here? It might be longer. I mean, I don't know. It depends what, what the rest of the world means. Is the rest of the world India? Is it Pakistan? Is it, we, uh, is it, it was East specifically Africa? US or that they were talking the US, about. Forget the US. If, never. Very mature. Never, it's mature. It's different. Uh, they have it easy. Uh, it's a big market. <coughs> the regulatory environment is quite um, evolved and developed. Um, the VC industry is deep, old, yeah. experienced. Yeah. So all these people that say we want to replicate Silicon Valley, I say it's such a silly idea to think that you want to replicate Silicon Valley because Silicon Valley is for Silicon Valley people. It's yeah. for people who want to build a business in the United States of America. Yeah. And then for the rest of us in the rest of the world, we have many different problems and challenges than what Silicon Valley is. So. Yeah. I don't see Silicon Valley as uh, as as my role model. Okay. No, and then the Dubai and the UAE is not uh, is not uh, replicating Silicon Valley. We are in a different region. We have uh, the politics is different. The um, economics are different. The geographies are different. The talent is different. The talent is different. So we have to mold and customize and adapt to the environment that we're in and to solve the problems of our environment also. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, one piece of advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or early stage entrepreneurs who are looking to raise their first round of money, what would you advise? Well, as, as I would say to any entrepreneur, if you're coming to pitch, if you, if you have an idea or you've, you've launched your prototype or whatever, your MV, you know what your MVP is going to be, come, show how you're going to build the team, show which markets you want to focus on, know who your clients are, 
uh, understand how much money do you need, don't raise too much money, don't raise too little money, uh, don't uh, overvalue your company, uh, show the passion, show deep knowledge, do your homework, know who's, who this VC is, know where they've invested before, uh, understand, raise smart money, not, uh, not, uh, uh, not neutral money, sometimes you, VCs bring in knowledge and capabilities for you. So you have to do your homework really and, and understand what business you're in and know who is sitting in front of you so that you are able to, to answer these questions. And they will ask you very tough questions. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by neutral money? So neutral don't money. get a VC who's just putting in money but no, adding I value? No, I don't think VCs do that. The VCs okay. are much more hands-on. I'm saying okay. if you are raising from, a angel from, uh, from angels, make sure. I mean, I'm not against angels. I used to be an angel and the angels are important. But uh, you, you need to basically also tell angels what the challenges are, what the risks are, and don't give away too much of your company to angels. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, do, don't fall into that trap. Okay, right. okay, that's interesting. I think yeah. like uh, what he's saying is like strategically, it makes more sense if you have a strategic partner who's going to help uh -huh. you along with the money versus yeah. just versus No, just angels money. are important. Yeah. Angels are going to be important. So angels are mostly sometimes, most of the time, are family and friends and your immediate ecosystem. There's no wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But be very careful. Not all angels understand your business. So if, an angel, if you know your business very well and an angel investor wants to come and interfere in how you manage your business, you'd better be very careful unless he understands uh, the industry uh, and, and or is the a strategic yeah. in terms of his thinking about, yeah. about the business that you're in. Okay, okay, very interesting. I, I don't have any more questions. This has a been any very final, insightful. Uh, a, anything? Good luck to you guys. Thank you good so program. much. I Thank think, you so much. Uh, we'll send the link through. Have Please a do. listen and let us know what you think. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. All Thank right, guys. you so much. So Thank that you. was Fadi Gandhur with us, founder of RMX, uh, also managing partner at Wamda, Wamda Capital. So uh, thank you, Fadi, for being on the show. And uh, yeah, keep on hustling, guys.